0: Welcome back to Your Mental Health Matters. As I say before before we start any conversation, um, in regards to this space, uh, this space is literally meant for all of us. Meant for us to be able to express ourselves, express what's on our mind, share our experiences. Um, I think I, I literally say this all the time, that experience for me I've found to be a great teacher. Um, I learned when I was younger, uh, my pastor used to say, uh, a smart person learns from their own mistake. A wise person learns from other people's mistakes. And we all make mistakes. So it's always good to be able to talk about them, be, feel free about them, and not feel like we're the only ones going through something. So with that said, I'm very excited to introduce my guest today, Lake. I Hello. I, I, I like to, I want to, for these episodes, I noticed when I was watching them back that I don't do like the intro of... Of like what what my guest does and everything, but you are a model. You you act. To... Do you act? I feel like you act. act. You don't <laughs> act. Don't. You should you should think about it. Like I would I wouldn't mind seeing you on a big screen one day.
1: Why? Thank you. No, I'm <laughs> not. Have those sorry.
0: Another reason why it's best to let the person introduce themselves is I just said you act and you're like no. Right. Gosh, I, I, no I that's okay.
1: Um, honestly. So you, the participants that we have are my friends. So they know all these things right now. Um, but,
0: um, I'm... A, Everyone else, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started? The,
1: I am a model, dancer. Um, I am also a fitness instructor in New York City. So I teach aerial yoga, soon getting my yoga certification. And I teach um, Pilates Reformer and Pilates Map. And I'm offering private lessons right now. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's essentially the gist of all of me I'm also a writer on the side um, and I am someone that likes to uh, be as bright and positive as possible even if I'm not necessarily in that space um, and I am always thinking of mindfulness and always thinking of ways to like continue that conversation so when you reached out was like yes absolutely
0: so yeah you hit on something that made me, like, like super excited to have this conversation. You're a person that I can say, like, always shows positivity, always wants to give the world positivity. Like, your message, the things that, sh- the way you motivate people, like, you try to get people to always stay on that positive side. It's something that, to me, just tell you a quick secret, quick, like, you've done that for me. You've done that for me in the morning when I wasn't feeling it, and then you was feeling it. <laughs> And you have
1: the energy. I've always gotten that question, like, how do you have energy at six in the morning if I, like, post something on Instagram or something like that? And I think it's so funny because people who know me know I'm not a morning person. So I'm just over here like, yeah, let's go. And then I'll, like, turn on the camera and be like, all right. And it'll actually (laughs) give me some motivation and some energy. So I think I do it for that reason. But I'm really a slug in the
0: morning, so. If I motivate you, that's an accomplishment. Accomplishment. You, you, I see it, and I'm like, it's, it's, it's six thirty. She has, she has told me how to, how to do this morning. The coffee is right. Like, I see the heat. I'm like, all right, Ish. You need to make just go <laughs> get your coffee. I feel that. But, but that you saying you're, um, you're always aware of mindfulness. That's something I can definitely attribute to you. And that's kind of like a segue into. Your mental health matters into the conversation that we're gonna have today. Um part like when we spoke, we uh I sent over to you that we were, I wanted to focus on expectations. Yeah. In regards to our mental health. And the reason why that came to my to mind is I s like I see it all the time. A lot of us we we have all these, we have all these things we wanna do in our head. Mm-hmm. We have like the time it should it should be done, how like, but sometimes we don't set the proper expectations to reach those goals so if we get to a point where we we're lacking in something we quit or we like we talked about in my last episode your unconscious mind tells you oh that's not for you stop doing that mm-hmm. and I really wanted to focus on expectations um, to start this conversation because I think it's something very important that a lot of us struggle with a lot of us have struggled with or in some point or sometime in their life so the first question I I wanted to ask you was if you were to just talk about times in like in in your life right now or in the past where you you set high expectations i'm gonna start with all the time you set set not even say high. that was the wrong word you set expectations (laughs) for yourself but you may have not lived up to them how do you like Uh, how do you handle that
1: i feel like managing your expectations um for it took me a long time to even understand this. But in, and then from there, there's just the journey of trying to implement that on a daily basis, even though you know it, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, that you don't actually do, but I think <laughs> to manage your expectations, you have to feel, you have to be unattached to a lot of the things that we feel like inclined to be like, no, that's mine. Like, um, I'll give a perfect example. Like as a freelance worker, I'm a dancer. Um, but I'm not a choreographer, so I take a piece, um, let's say do choreography or something like that, and we, you know, work weeks on it, rehearsals, and like, let's say you have a specific way you want to do it, but then it comes down to that one time with your show, dance has taught me everything, by the way, but (laughs) one time for your (laughs) show, and you have to manage your expectations, There's you only get one shot when you do that performance, unless you get, like, the blessing of doing seven-day performances, and, each day you have a performance and then on that note, you can change it up every time and manage your expectations that way. But for the most part, you only have one thing. You have to detach yourself from it and just, I hate, I feel like I use this phrase too much, but like, Oh my God, like essentially. Well, yeah. So I feel like when I set my expectations and I start feeling um, like I'm not necessarily meeting them, I think it can either go two ways. It can either go towards anxiety and, Feeling like I'm not doing enough or I'm not good enough. I actually have this wonderful feelings chart that is now my wallpaper, and it's the color wheel of feelings. And um, there's like, <laughs> just show you.
0: Oh, it's you like,
1: have it? Yeah, it's like on my phone. So like, there's like all of these are subparts, and then the outside is like also the same t- t- um, attachment to that emotion. And essentially, if I'm feeling that way, I have my own practices that like lead me certain somewhere. But most of the time with practice you actually start realizing like, no, it's not that big of a deal and you just have to change the
0: direction you're driving essentially. But it's so hard to just be like it's okay. I think I no, I definitely understand that. One of the most important things I heard when you when you were speaking is that unattachment. Like when you set your expectations and it's time to execute or it's time to deliver whatever it is or to be in that presence of what your expectation was, there has to be a, a, yeah. a way to, to be able to, like, just... It's still yours, but just detach all of that because what, what comes with yeah, expectations sometimes... you work sometimes, just as hard on it. I think yeah. you just work just as hard on it. Exactly, exactly. Because when... when that's why I went into... That's why I asked living up to them once when, when you such where you set your expectations and then when you don't live up to them because a lot of things that happens is there's two ways that can go like you said what well, these are my two ways that i see it there's either <laughs> there's either you can literally go the route of when you don't live up to your expectation you're just like okay this i'm not supposed to be doing this the fear the doubt comes in the sec the indecisiveness starts to happen and mm-hmm. i know a, a lot of us. Like, for me, speaking for me, when I was younger, like, I had to learn this from when I was younger even to, like, now upsetting the proper expectations because it developed emotions that weren't true to myself. Yeah. But I took that experience and I generalized it in myself. And then I, I, I was mo- moving that way until I had to learn that that's not the best way to do it. So it's... And the second way that it can take you is also when you set uh, an expectation for yourself and you don't live up to it it can challenge you it can be a moment where you're like okay i wanted this to happen it didn't happen and some people in that moment they're like oh it's gonna happen and that's part of understanding that okay now maybe not change the goal just change the way i'm going about the goal or change the steps or the process that i need to take to get to the goal yeah and i feel like when it comes to that, if that's the hard part, that's the hard part of taking that L if, it's a, if, if you really feel like it's an L <laughs> and like then putting your, picking yourself back up and understanding that, okay, that doesn't mean I should have set less, less expectations for myself. That just means maybe I should change the process of how I'm going about it. So yeah. if, if focusing on you setting expectations on yourself, what about when you set expectations for others? Like when people, when others don't live up to your expectations, what are your general reaction? How does that go? That,
1: that's, I feel like it's a big, it's like a tough pill to swallow. Um, But I feel like I've had practice with that, unfortunately. Oh, uh, like you said, like a lot of it comes from like when we're little uh, growing up and the the same reasons I have anxiety now are the same reasons I had anxiety then. It just didn't compute or understood like how those things would Um, affect me but I I love my parents to death but they they probably were my biggest disappointments growing up and they're amazing people but they let me down countless times so in order for me to manage my expectations then I just stopped believing what they said which (laughs) clearly would create a big rivet in my own growth (laughs) yeah and my relationship with my parents But this was, you know, 14-year-old me, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, So I just, like, I just stopped. And that was another thing. I just didn't trust anyone. It was hard for me to really be like, what I say you won't throw back in my face, or uh, what I do you won't judge, things like that. Or I feel like um, small, micro, like, expectations already being broken, and then it can get to a bigger level, like, forgetting to pick you up from dance school. So, (laughs) love her. Mother is very forgetful, okay? Still to this day. But, (laughs) uh, granted she was also working, so that was also why (laughs) she forgot. So I had to really go through all those things. Um, But I think that a big thing that helped me then and now is that whenever someone is upsetting me, my boyfriend, my sister, my family, my friends, um, I try not to throw it back at them normally very much swallow it and like try to like journal it down or um read it through because it can get to a bigger place and i think that has always been a real tool that, I, that has helped me manage my expectations because yeah. then i can just kind of get it out and get whatever they're disappointing me with um on paper to then be able to like address it the proper way because I'm, not, I'm still going to say something. I'm a Taurus. I will tell you how I feel. I'm a Taurus uh, too. So I definitely
0: understand.
1: <laughs> but like um, something I wanted to say earlier though uh, was that like everything everything happens for a reason. So by all those things that I've had to manage my expectations with, I've definitely, <laughs> I definitely, um, forgot my train of thought, sorry. Everything happens for a reason. I definitely found that like the things that I've had to deal with as a child um, has translated into my adult life and has made me more um, formidable and I have such a, a tough skin because of it um, yeah. so I don't mind having those expectations management and now it's just like honestly no, that's great
0: music. That's great that you're able to turn those experiences into something positive for yourself because yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of us get stuck <laughs> a lot of us get stuck there Oh,
1: definitely. Days you get stuck for sure, like not wanting to do any of that work, first of all. Mm-hmm. And just kind of sit in your bag, as they say.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you touched on something that I wanted you to speak a little more on because even when I heard it, I was like, I want to hear, I want to see how, how she mentally got to this point in regards to trust because you said a lot of it, once that expectation is broken, then there's many ways that. And it becomes this big thing. You start to kind of just stop believing. Uh, stop yeah. trusting. And I'll even add to that. Some Sometimes people stop hoping. People mm. stop really diving into how, because I believe when you're able to properly hope for something, your work ethic, all, all of those things without distraction of oh, what if somebody does this or what if this is happening or yeah. you're able to really see what you want. So can you talk about how you got how you got over not being able to trust and how you got to a point to start trusting others in regards to managing expectations?
1: I feel like that's hard because I feel like each, like trust, like bridge of trust is different with each person. Like I have a different trust that I have with my friends than I have with my mom. Um, But my mother and my father, regardless, I think the number one thing was, just finding the positivity in it anyway. So, um, a lot of the times I'm not to like when you, at least when I pray, I say what I'm thankful for. I say what I'm grateful for before even going towards, uh, the notion of wanting to ask for something or wanting to think of something or bless something, or even, um, have a conversation about something. And a lot of the time, if my mother were, were to upset me, it, it really wasn't her fault if she were up to, were to upset me like she has her own things and I had to be very grateful for even having a mother um to be able to turn to and a father to be able to turn to and the many things that I had as a child, even though I had all these other things that I thought were like the walls coming down i yeah when you think back or you look back at those that's what's fun about having a journal you look back at those journals and you're like dang girl that you mm. Life's about to get real hard. Don't don't break then. Nope. Um, <laughs>
0: There's a whole twenties to live through.
1: It literally the whole twenties, thirties, forties. I'm till to hundred. Um, but I think hey Maddie, by the way. being <laughs> being grateful um first helped me uh find trust with people because then I, I started to be able to see perspective. Um like you hurt me and I hurt you. But why did that even happen in the first place? And if you can explain yourself, then I cannot be able to understand. And I think communication understanding helps build that trust again. I had to do that yeah. with my parents. I used to always, and I still do, uh, interlude five on Lauryn Hill, MTV Unplugged. <laughs> she, really, she really does say the gems, okay? When I go back to that song or that, I guess track, um, it is always something that I would listen to in a new way each time um and i think there's there's one part of it oh jesus don't let me lose my train of thought laura Hill. damn lost it but she does say something along the lines of like every tub has to stand on on or every tub has to sit on its own bow um and essentially saying like you are you are the one that sets yourself up so i trust myself and that's all i need Mm. Uh, and because I trust myself and I trust that everything that I do, I do with intention and even if we're having a conversation and I offended you or something like that, I know that I didn't mean to unless I did. Like I know you know when you do, <laughs> but I didn't mean to offend you. So then it just becomes a point of like communication and talking and then yeah. I think that's like trust doesn't get built overnight. It 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 does take time, so I definitely did that with my mom and my siblings, and I think my friends I probably have always trusted. It does take some time for uh, me to open up, but I think it takes most people time to open up. But yeah, I think for the most part, my friends, I've never been. Nothing has
0: ever been like catastrophic, and I've been grateful for that. <laughs> no, that that's that's super important. I I, I would concur with like. With family, friends, and like relationships, like those are like those things you set. You set. You have expectations for you have expectations for how your family will be. Mm -hmm. You know, like you choose your friends, so you kind of know these. You know these people and how they will be, and also in your relationship. But I've I've found, and even speaking of a personal experience, that with expectations, when I'll 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 dive into like my early twenties. Mm-hmm. in a little way now I it's not naive but it was like I was looking at something happened that changed my way of, of, of looking at things and I didn't understand that it was because I was Cloud crushed parted. <laughs> I, I'm sorry? The clouds parted Yeah, but I didn't understand it was because I was setting an expectation that one, it wasn't that it wasn't realistic but there were not real things in place to meet it mm-hmm. and that that was like One of the first times where expectations led me to isolation, where it was I'm at this point where I I this should be happening this should be happening I think this should be happening but it's not and then I got to the point of you know I just don't trust it anymore and then it brings you to isolation. Have you ever experienced that where with a person or or. I guess I won't focus on your family, which with a relationship with friends or a business partner or in anything have you ever experienced I, where isolation led you to isolation expectations led you to isolation?
1: I never thought of it being like expectations being a cause of it, so I guess it would be um I really maybe one day we, we could do this with me and jada and because <laughs> honestly like it would go tit for tat um but the, our relationship has even been an up and down uh roller coaster and but it's not like I said it's nothing has ever been catastrophic. I feel like we always know we'll come back to to each other, but there's definitely yeah. times where we've even isolated ourselves from each other or maybe already felt like we were getting isolated and so then we drew back so there's uh sometimes times like that but um I also feel like I don't think it always comes from being like managing expectations i think it comes from um most times like anything where i feel isolated would be misunderstanding
0: Misunder- speak on that speak on
1: that more i think that just it always and when you fix the suit like when we come back to the solution or we talk about her or like in any relationship that i have it always comes down to me mis- oh she meant it that way God, got it and then you feel like a jackass like or even like you are the perpetrator like in that yeah, yeah. Like, I also feel like a jackass but like if you can be honest and raw in conversation my biggest thing is that no matter what I, I think I recently said some oddly enough I had a conversation with my sister about like if we were gay because I'm not I'm straight But if I had to deal with that um, type of pressure or having to have a conversation with people about like, if they're offended by my, by me, essentially, I I would never have that conversation. But if you have a problem with me, I'd rather you tell me. I want to be able to assess and not like, so as long as everything is honest and true, I feel like you can always come to an understanding. So anything else is just the opposite.
0: that that, that (laughs) makes sense because sometimes it's not only expectations that that gets you to that isolation mode and the misunderstanding i i always found and it's like crazy because in some moments i stop because i'm like in like a day we're gonna know that we are just misunderstanding each other and we're gonna come to this consensus of oh you didn't get what i was saying or i didn't get what you were saying i've I've had so many experiences where I was either I was the perpetrator and also I was on the receiving end of it. Yeah. Where it became like I took a class on it in my early 20s. It was like, (laughs) (laughs) okay, the way I receive things, maybe I need to have a better process in that. The way way somebody says something to me or the, the tone and all of those things. And also the way I say something to somebody. I'm a very sarcastic person. I can be very sarcastic. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but definitely learn that there's some moments that the sarcasm is not needed. Because yeah. all, like you just you just need to say it as it is because sometimes some somebody holds on to that sarcasm that you were playing around with. Yeah. And that's your identity to them now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I and mean it, we, all, we take our like I feel like our personality changes with each person. So that's also something you have to like basically like configure.
0: Com- yeah. How do configure. I how do I talk to you specifically? So, so I wanna focus now, in this current time, not just in regards to us being in a pandemic, but I mean like in your life in this current time, in regards to talking about your mental health and your process, the process you go through now in setting expectations. So what, what does that look like when, when you wanna get something done and you, and you create this expectations for it, what do you do to then reach those expectations? Um, oh, you, you can draw from dance, because you said dance is dance is. Dance.
1: Yeah, well, it comes from it. The reason why I think I'm even on that path or et cetera is because I have, like, I learn kinetically. And so that means, like, for me to be on it. Um, I just recently, this year, did a vision board. But before doing vision board, I would, be, I would always just, like, write lists or things of goals and stuff like that. But a vision board has been very helpful. Um, yeah without even expecting it, setting those type of expectations and those, like, goals, I also have to be forgiving. I think that's really important because, like, you can have all these expectations and they can be wonderful goals, but those goals might not happen this year. Maybe it happens next year, but you wouldn't even know that.
0: Yeah. You just
1: wouldn't, but unless, like, you keep your mind open. If you just shut it down, well, not gonna go to that trip this year, then you're not going to that trip ever. (laughs) you know keep holding it back (laughs) and and well it didn't happen this year but i still want to do it and keep it as a reminder on that vision board like traveling didn't happen for quarantine but i'm okay with that actually everything happens for a reason i'm enjoying being indoors um as much as i can i'm actually also missing outside i'm in between but the vision board i think is super important um lists are super important um being forgiven forgiving is super yeah. important. um but also there's a phrase that i learned from my third grandmother um she was this little old italian irish lady and she was born in 1914 so she gave me all her wisdom um but oh, she, sure, please. she just says this one phrase we used to hang on the columbia wall when she used to go in and i don't remember why she went to, had to go in there but um it was uh, along the lines, because she paraphrases it, and I like her paraphrase, um, is here's to it and to it again. If you don't get to it when you get to it, you won't get to it to do it again. So one more it. time. Can you say that <laughs> one more
0: time?
1: <laughs> say here's to it and to it again. If you don't get to it when you get to it, you won't get to it to do it again. So essentially, it is the here
0: now. Yeah. Um. And that's how I interpret it. I don't know if it has another interpretation, but <laughs> we're gonna listen to that like five more times. It's probably gonna hit you up with interpretations.
1: <laughs> but it, it basically is like, do it now. And I've always been a procrastinator. I've always been um the person. I'm lazy, and I know it. Uh. So in order for me to stick to my goal, I I do it. And I am a morning person. I think yeah. Um, it's better to know what time of day will work. Uh. If I'm in the morning, I wake up. Um, I've been a lot better with this because of quarantine, but it wasn't something I was necessarily doing every single day. Um, but as much as I can, I'm trying to stick to journaling every single day. Um, as soon as I wake up, I take my time. I've been doing my yoga every day, but that's not for everybody, but that's my yeah. thing. Um, and I just create a space, because everything uh, starts with your mind-body connection, if I may say so myself, myself. Um, as soon as I open up my body and I, I open up my mind, which then uh, allows me to feel a little bit more focused to do what I have to do. And then yeah. some days I don't do it. <laughs> and I just sit on my couch and I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, some days I'll start later. Today was one of those days. And that's why I've, I had like a long, chill day. I yeah. just try to take it uh, as one step at a time. And um, yeah. Some days those steps are big bounds and leaps, and some yeah. days they're
0: little petit and that's and that's okay <laughs> and, and, that's- and that's okay and zoom is doing' is giving me a forty minute limit, which i don't understand. I, I don't understand it just it told me we have seven minutes left I'm yeah. um, so <laughs> but I wanted to make sure I wanted to ask you two questions um like I, I just needed to understand, to hear your mental. Your mental, how you deal with it in your mental in regards to uncomfortable truths so a lot of us and yeah, you, we have we have six minutes so two questions so the first one is uncomfortable truths i in your mental process in your mental health what happens how do you deal with when you get to that moment of really being introspective with yourself seeing really seeing yourself being real with yourself and then seeing those uncomfortable truths what do you do to either challenge yourself or I guess in a sense, like you said, forgive yourself to get to the next level in it.
1: Yeah, a part of it for me um, is also something that might not not everyone has, um, but I feel like I have two, I might get censored. I have two soulmates in my life that will always tell me the truth and will always uh, give me those uncompo- un- uncomfortable truths. And I think that because of that, um I'm able to they're they're my reflection essentially yeah. um and not that they mirror me but that they if I'm if I do something out of pocket or if I um need to get called out on being lazy on being rude on not being mindful or not being I'm not thinking or not being able to if I'm going too fast I run a mile a minute I sometimes I don't even think of the other person and then they yeah. have to call me out and I think that is very helpful to have someone to like kind of grow with and yeah. I, to,
0: so I think that's great um that will hold you accountable
1: yeah i think but, but it, hold you
0: accountable in a way where they want to see you better
1: exactly and i think yeah. if you don't have that person because sometimes they're not always there for you either and that that becomes a thing because you came into this world By like, yourself. It's true yeah. and that's all you got It's just exactly. um but you have to hold yourself accountable. So I like I'm doing this um, healing journaling challenge for the month of May that I wanted to do because it's my birthday month and <laughs> everything I'm doing this month is all about healing, uh, yoga certification, everything. Um, but the there's like one a day and I'm uh, backlogged at this point, but it's because of other things being a distraction and I know it. Um, so I'm trying to hold myself accountable so I'm trying to catch up so I'm doing like three or four every day yeah Um, and being able to like have a list and have things like that I think that's you can hold yourself accountable in that way um but yeah I
0: think think accountability was the right word I definitely agree with that I I learned that when I learned my if I feel an uncomfortable truth or I see it in myself like there is nobody else. I mean, there are other people who are there to tell you to to do better or this is what you're doing and you see it and you take it in and then you improve. But like you said, being accountable to self, that's been the main thing that's helped me in those moments because I'm like, okay, now that I know this, I want to see myself in a couple of months on how I fix this because it came to me as a problem. Nobody told me I felt this. Exactly. So how do, how do I work on it? So that in two or three months, when I look back at this, yeah. that I've done, I've made tangible things of improvement. So the last earlier, the unconsciousness part of it, the
1: the fact that like you have these little voices, it tells yeah. you it's just your choice whether or not to hear it or to be okay with it or to accept it or to refuse it. It's it's there for you.
0: It's there for you, and you can make it a positive thing by stop if you don't fight it but also being conscious about it and, and yeah. taking those truths and putting action towards it. So I guess the last question I'll ask to conclude is putting those two things together. If you were to advise somebody that's currently dealing with expectations, dealing with handling expectations, but also as well as dealing with lear- learning uncomfortable truths with themselves and they want to get past those uncomfortable truths, what is one thing that you would tell that person that's that's actively working on it, but you know, the... Dis- discouragement comes what would you tell them to keep in the back of their mind um i think the biggest
1: thing is don't eat with your eyes um your mom always said it with your plate right my mom always did but it's true don't eat with your eyes only manage what you can manage on that day like as soon as you wake up um and you're trying to figure out you know what am i going to do today i don't really know okay take a slow day literally take it one step at a time if it's a different day maybe you wake up like you know what i want to do i want to go for a walk or whatever and like just literally each milestone is a celebration and then by the time you get to the top of that hill the way life works is that there's always going to be another hill so if you're being your own um not necessarily motivator but being your own moderator i think you'll be able to take your time we have a yeah. long life to live and you don't know what the next day is expected. So why are you making the expectations so grand if you feel like you can't chew it? You know, um, I definitely had to do that. And then from there, I kind of built and made it
0: better. Oh. <laughs> I want to thank you so much you're for coming all your mental health thank matters. You. Thank you for this. This is beautiful. I love
1: this. I love what you're doing. Thank Enjoy you all my friends um, that I've told about this,
0: I feel like have been really into it. And I think it's absolutely one <laughs> Jada, I love it. <laughs> hey, thank you. I appreciate it. And we're definitely going to have you back on. Maybe we'll have an episode with you and Jada, actually. Yeah, we'll have to that, That's that you an episode that we, we, we for sure are going <laughs> to have. But I really, really thank you for your time. I thank you for sharing your experiences. I, sh- I thank you for sharing your mental. It's so appreciated. And, Everyone that joined the chat, everyone, I see everyone here. Thank you so much for joining and spending your time with us. And until next time, guys, on Your Mental Health Matters.